Welcome to the Vacationeers Theme Parks and More podcast. Join us as we discuss vacation planning, reporting, and reviews on vacations ranging from Disney and theme parks to cruising and beach getaways with everything in between. So grab your passport, a fast pass, and an umbrella drink because the show's about to begin. And now, without any further delay, here is your ghost host, Vacationeer Tom. Welcome to episode 167 of the Vacationeers Theme Parks and More podcast. I'm your host, Tom. Join us on my blogger extraordinaire friend, John Self. Are you ready to ride? I'm as ready as can be. That's right. No longer just a food blogger. Oh, no. Now, you're. I, I recently read an article from you all about Bush Gardens Tampa yearly events. I was like, wow, you're branching out. It's, it's, it's a weird thing, you know, be, to be riding. Actually, I ironically, um, I reached out to Bush Gardens today to see if I could reach real press status today. We've emailed back and forth, so we're, oh. we're waiting to see. Nice. But, I mean, obviously, since we'll do this shameless plug, that article was for Attractions Magazine. Attraction Magazine writes a lot of stuff about Bush Gardens. Yes. Uh, wouldn't Attractions do it through, like, don't they already have that relationship? Yes, they do. No? Well, I'm, I'm for all the places I work in, I'm a freelance writer. So um, in mo- all places, usually, I think we use the term, um, what's the obnoxious term? Write a first refusal. Mm. Like, like, if I go to cover something for attractions or some other site that I've, or Pirates and Princess or some other site that I've worked for, they're the ones deciding I'm getting to go, not me deciding I'm getting to go. I gotcha. And so as a freelancer, it gives me a little more options to cover stuff on my own, like I'm doing uh, a lot during this next trip. Yes. Okay. Maybe we you'll know because obviously, as you, as you said in your intro, as we're boring your audience, as you said in your intro, <laughs> as I explained to them, I'm like, I've been writing 85% food blogs yes you know either theme or parks universal or outside of theme parks yeah. so, so now i'm kind of i've kind of adjusted that a little bit and so as a result i'm trying to reach out to other sources to say hey this is what i'm doing now does it help you can we work together nice hey uh not to you know uh get on your your coattails but when, when you're doing all this uh, connectivity say oh yeah by the way there's another dude you know throw him a credential too <laughs> Will that work? <laughs> it doesn't usually it doesn't usually work that way, but in the yeah. past, at other places, yeah, usually the press person gets an and one. Ah, okay, all right, all right, fair enough, like, fair enough. For instance, for Attractions Magazine, since I'll just give them credit because yep. Matt's letting me go, um, I'm covering uh, the Rock the Universe event at Universal Orlando for Attractions Magazine, and I do have an and one, but I knew that wasn't your kind of thing, so I yeah. didn't ask. Right. So, just because it's my kind of thing doesn't mean it was your kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even ask. Yeah. Well, you know, I would go, but yeah, I wouldn't really be enjoying. That would really be for the podcast. Like that would be true sacrifice. I'll be like, okay, yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Now that we've explained the inside, inside, what do we call it? Inside <laughs> theme park media to everyone. Inside baseball. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have seen, I have seen the rundown today. I don't know if you're, whenever you choose to listen to this this nonsense that Tom and I are going to do. <laughs> if you're a theme park person, you may be aware that there has been a lot of news. Insanely. It's, um, I, I literally, you know, someone who's just doing freelance part-time blogging these days, I literally have been attached to this poor laptop, just typing. Oh, and typing. And yeah. Typing. Like nonsense. You're working overtime. <laughs> the amount much. of work. Yeah. I, mean, I can actually, I think I can pay my bills this month. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's absurd. 
I was like, holy cow, yes. what the hell is this stuff coming out? That's your fair warning, and that would just be kind of the Orlando stuff, and we are not just covering Orlando. No, no, we are going outside a little bit. Uh, some stuff that I'm interested in. In fact, there's one thing that I totally forgot to put on the rundown. King's Dominion, their, their Grizzly, which we'll get to. Uh, we're not going to get to because it's not in my rundown, so I'll forget about it. So I'll mention it right now. So King's Dominion, their Grizzly Coaster, they're having – Oh, see, I didn't prep for it, so I don't know. <laughs> Who is it? It's some, Somebody's coming in and putting their track on to uh, help restore it back to its old glory. I can't remember what that, whether that's RMC or Titan. No, it wasn't RMC. Sorry. Um, it's got to be Titan. Is it the Titan track? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, Ian's uh, rolling over right now, listening to this. Like, no, well, yeah, he's sorry, not listening everybody. to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not in the rundown either that um, Hollywood, their Big Bear Mountain Coaster, is debuting in the spring. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah there wasn't really any new news about that. Well, they made it official um, last week. Oh, oh, really? What was it before? Just in the it next just, year? Hey, we're going to open it some. We're going to open year, it at right. some point. Yeah, fair enough. But before we get into any further news, let's go into a commercial break. And that commercial break is my YouTube channel. So please go to Vacationers Podcast, give it a like, subscribe, uh, leave some comments. You know what else you could do? Go to the podcast and leave a, a positive review because that would be wonderful. But back to the YouTube channel. Uh, the latest video is Disney's Character Warehouse Kissimmee January 2023 where I go through the outlet, the Disney outlet, and see what's new. Uh, <laughs> spoiler, not much. A lot of carryover from December. But I anticipate you know, some Christmas stuff maybe trickling in in February. So... Stay tuned for the February review. John, did you by chance catch this? And did you see the uh, the Disney deal for the month? I did not because I knew I was coming in, and so I was going to check it out when I got uh-huh. in town. You son of a gun. Actually, I'm trying to remember what the Disney deal right. was. The Disney deal, I, I picked a Disney deal, and then after when I was editing the video, I thought, oh, this placemat, or the, not placemat, the doormat should be the Disney deal, and... I forgot all about it. So maybe next month I'll make that if it's still there, which probably will be. But yeah, go check that out. Holidays at Universal Studios Orlando, of course, with John Self. And other John Self videos like House of Blues uh, Weekend Brunch, uh, Three Things Mm -hmm. to Do. Recently, we had a new comment on the YouTube channel about that Three Things to Do. Did you see that comment by chance? You probably didn't. You wouldn't get notified. I did not. Check that after after this podcast. Check that out for you. Well, I, I, I did. All right. <laughs> I checked it out. He, okay. he complimented us that we're doing something that he doesn't see other channels do and keep up the good work. So I was like, oh, that's really nice. So there you go. All right. um, spoiler alert. Unlike yes. other places I work, I'm not an administrator of your YouTube channel, so I don't get to see those comments immediately. I got you. I got you. Well, I, I can do that for you if you want. I, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Trust me. I don't, I don't need one more thing to fill up my, <laughs> yeah. fill up my notifications. <laughs> yeah, this job, though, would not pay. Right. <laughs> administrator of Vacationers Podcast. Yeah. No. Uh, what else do we got? We have the Hoopty Doo review and Fort Wilderness Christmas decorations. So check that out. TTC and back again, where we actually tour around the Disney Resort and uh, check out the Christmas stuff. Uh, Mickey's okay, very merry you Christmas met party. Earl, finally. Earl. Well, that was at the that was the holidays at the Universal yes. Studios Orlando. So yeah, that was cool. So there's just a ton of stuff out there. Go check it out today. That would be fantastic. Uh, oh, and of course you got. Uh, Pastor John Soff on Twitter. Go check him out. He's now writing for Attractions Magazine. So a bunch of stuff there with him. So please uh, be kind and rewind. <laughs> Makes absolutely no sense. But let's move on to the news. 
We'll start off with Busch Gardens Williamsburg, my old um, home park, and in my heart, maybe still my home park. Mock Tower is now closed permanently. It started. It began. Do it I opened. Need to do a funeral for it? Yeah. I mean, I'm qualified. Oh yeah. Ooh, that's true. You can say a few words. Put it to rest. August eighth, two thousand eleven, to January eighth, two thousand twenty-three. And fittingly, on the last day that it was supposed to be open, the park closed due to weather. So, <laughs> people yep. who were waiting for that last minute could not get it done. It was a Moser's drop ride, two hundred thirty-eight feet in height. Uh, I don't know what the drop is. I, I'm assuming the height is the top, so your drop is a little lower than that. So I'm guessing uh, roughly 200 maybe feet in the drop. I don't know. It was never That's a, good guess. a great drop ride. In fact, of all the drop rides that I've ridden, which are quite a few, I mean, even over King's Dominion, I feel like King's Dominion's is higher. At least it feels that way. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. The the Mock Tower was never that thrilling of a of a ride, so... I don't mind it going away because I rarely did I ride it. I mean, the last I think the last few times I rode it was during its knock tower phases when it was in the Christmas town where right. they did the slow up and the slow down. Yeah. Did you ever get a chance to ride mock tower, John? I have ridden mock tower. It was probably four or five years ago. Oh, nice. I mean, it's it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing special. I think it used to turn. I mean, it always turned even at its closing, but I think it used to shake and it did some other features that were just, they've kept right. breaking. So they turned them off over time. <laughs> so eventually it just became just your normal uh, drop tower. But yeah, uh, it won't be missed. So RIP. Right. Uh, that's the pace. That place is very small. So like, I, I heard rumors of maybe they could put in a, a sky flyer or something, but even with that, those are big. I, I don't know if the area could, uh, could handle it. It's a very small footprint. Probably not, but, you know, we know Bush Gardens, Florida's got this, I'm going to get the name wrong, Serengeti Flyer that's going in. Oh, the swings. Um, this year, and so, you know, that that takes up more space than that, but I think they're moving to that kind of technology, and especially, and this is a whole different podcast, if you want to write it down for podcast ideas, is these regional theme parks that are trying to stay open year-round. Yeah. That... The attractions and the manufacturers who work really hard to design attractions for these regional theme parks are not designing attractions to survive the winter. Yeah. And so I, I think that's really a, a consideration that a lot of these regional theme parks are going to have to consider. If we're going to do this, we have to change what we offer for attractions. Yeah. The swings do already exist at Bush Runs Williamsburg, so uh, they wouldn't be able to put those there. They they put those Same in. swings? I thought these were new... No, they're they're basically the same thing. The the ones at Bush Gardens okay. Tampa are bigger and you know higher, but they're okay. they're the same higher. thing. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But yeah, that will be very interesting. Uh, I will definitely be getting up there next year to ride their new coaster, a uh, Dar coaster. Oh, sounds glorious! I cannot wait for that. Uh, Cedar Point. They had a new teaser video for a reformulated Top Thrill Dragster coming in 2024. Yeah, I don't know. I know people are really yeah, this, psyched about this, it. I just, this, yeah. you know, Disney likes to use the term reimagined. Yeah. And Cedar Point likes to use reformulated. They keep throwing that out about Top Thrill Dragster, and I mean, I love Top Thrill Dragster, but it, it, the technology had passed it by, and of course, it had mechanical problems for so many years, and then and an incident. Yeah. You know, what are we waiting three or four years for this to open from the time it closed? 
Well, I mean, I what did I hear? I don't know if one of the podcasts, I don't know if it was in the loop. They said, or no, it wasn't a, it wasn't, I think it was a tweet, you know, the reformulated because dr- Top Thrill Dragster is a race, racing coaster. Right. Maybe uh, to change it to a Formula One theme. Yeah, that could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows? Either way, yeah, that's not my favorite type of coaster, so I'll ride it. I mean, I guess there'll be a new credit, right? I don't know. It's going to be right, different. It, yeah, yeah, it's well, going to be that's different. that's the great debate. But, yeah. but now we're going to get into the people who think because the Beast added, what, three feet, that it's a <laughs> new coaster credit when you ride the Beast. So let's, let's not drift into that territory. No. Okay. The Beast is the same credit. Uh, like, yeah, I agree. Uh, the Flight of Fear at different parks, those are two different credits, even though they're they're clones of one another. Those are two different credits. Uh, when they put new cars on a train, like Ruka, 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 was it Ruka, <laughs> damn it, was it Ruka, 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 and whatever the one is at Six Flags America, they took the standing and, and made them into floorless. Mm-hmm. I, I, I count those as different credits. But like racers, like, you know, you have the side-by-side, I count that as a one credit. I, I, I'm sorry. I, yes, it's two separate tracks, but it's one coaster. Maybe I'm, I'm short myself by that, but... <laughs> I'd like to apologize to your audience that I said we weren't going to get into this, and then you got into that. Okay. I did, sorry, I did, yeah, yeah. My fault. <laughs> I set him up. You did it, you did it, yep. <laughs> you know what? Let's know, move on then to some, instead of regional park news, to some, uh, what what is not regional? What, uh, what's the word? Is there a uh, word for, like, Disney? Not regional park. It's. I have been. I've been experimenting. Well, based on our news, the the news coming out of Pepsi. You know, Universal. Sorry, those of you unaware, <laughs> I always use the illustration of Coke and Pepsi. Ah. Disney will always be Coke. Universal will always be Pepsi. With Pepsi expanding into the middle of the United States. Yes. Um. Spoiler. They're calling that a. Re, they're targeting that as a regional park. So they they are not trying. A regional park does not try to attract an international audience. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Orlando and California, they're trying to attract an international audience, so they are a worldwide tourist destination. Oh, okay. Destination parks. I've been struggling with how to write this, so that's mm. why I've, th- I've thought about this a lot. Yeah, destination parks how do you write, is, a good answer, is a good one. Are your parks marketed to the world, and you are not a regional theme park? Doesn't mean people from the UK can't go to Cedar Point. They go to Cedar Point all the time, but Cedar Point doesn't have a special UK deal. <laughs> that is true, but like Cedar Cedar Point, for example, they build the best of the best, or at least they used to, to get those you know non-regional people. Like maybe they're not advertising it or doing special Cedar deals. Cedar Point is a board. Cedar Point. Yeah. Cedar Point is a borderline discussion. I agree. Yeah, it's. Mm. Yeah, that's a tough one. But yeah, I mean, well, I mean, Disneyland, they call that a regional park, right? Even though, I guess, well, most it's of the people... Well, a regional park in terms of... Attendance. Of people who go, <laughs> yes. but not in the way it's marketed. All right, fair enough. But we're talking about Disney World. Uh, yes. Yes, we are. So let's start out uh, nice and easy. Let's start out with some non-news news. And that is a festival is starting at Epcot. What? There's a festival going on in Epcot. I can't believe it. That's right. It started today. It started today, and guess of what? This I recording. had to do all day ago. Okay, now is that really what it is? I, they told us that's what that was going to be. What is that? What is Figment doing? What, what, what is that Pop Tart? Uh, oh, a Pop Tart? Uh, did you people? Oh, I hate uh, to see kind of a Pop Tart. Yeah, see, you oh. got to check out the the mini Epcot. I don't want to take away from my other colleagues who've written a whole bunch about this, yeah. and I've just kind of edited their stuff, but. 
Achievement is the main character of the Festival of the Arts, so you can expect that. This is the return of the Figment popcorn bucket. Yes. Oh, thank goodness. What a joke. I, I don't get it. I, I guess I, I, st- I didn't grow up with him. I, to me, he's an annoying character that I wouldn't want it. If somebody gave it to me, I would not accept it. Because I know it's I mean, you well, any popcorn you just, bucket. You just lost incredible cred <laughs> to any old school Disney. Yes, person. that is true. But it, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I, I just have no... I, I have nothing, no feelings towards him. I know him only from the current attraction. And if you go into that current attraction and you ride that current attraction and you only experience it with through that, you can't tell me that's a likable character. He's annoying. You're like, uh, uh. Well, I would like you to remember as someone who lives in, lives in close proximity to Walt Disney World that you're supposed to get a figment character meet and greet coming up soon. Yeah, I know. Thank goodness. Of some capacity. I don't know the capacity. Disney's not been forthcoming on that. Uh, yeah, so the Epcot International Festival of the Arts uh, opened today as of this recording, um, spoiler, Friday the 13th. Spoiler alert, um, yep. Carly Carmenatis and several other people I know, all right, Twitter know, um, they actually say the food is pretty good this year. Even the, Ital- the Italy, boot is, Italy booth is good, which is oh. amazing. Well, I hope so, they're having a warm day because it is quite chilly out there. I went and uh, took the trash out earlier, just right before we started recording at, uh, you know, 4, you know, it was like 3.45 p.m. I was cold. I, I had to rush back into the house. <laughs> sorry, everybody. Tom's blood has thinned very quickly and has moved to Florida. Yeah, it's, it's not true. cold yet, but it's going to be Florida cold. Ooh, tomorrow. Uh, well, maybe. Well, maybe you might be right. It's going to be Florida cold in about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be cold all day tomorrow because they're closing water parks for a couple of days. Yeah, no, tomorrow uh, the plan was to go to Busch Gardens Tampa to cover their Mardi Gras, which is opening this weekend, which is funny. And uh, I'm postponing it till Sunday because the high tomorrow is 53 degrees. So that is going to be mm-hmm. a chilly day. So uh, Sunday. So expect that YouTube video to come out uh, sometime next week, I would presume, if we end up doing it. Uh, there's a Small chance that that doesn't happen, but I think we're going to do it. Uh, So, yeah, that's the news. Uh, Epcot, like I said, that's not really news. There's always a festival going on. Uh, The Arts Festival, I do like that one. I just like to have different art up around and little frames and, you know, the food. Eh, It's fun. Then next, Disney Railroad is now open. It opened at the tail end of December, like between Christmas and New Year's, I believe. And... uh, Uh I think December 23rd sounds right. Oh, okay. I, an article I was thinking the 26th, but you could be right. All right. No, it was, it was before Christmas. It was before Christmas. Okay. So, yeah, it opened up. Uh, it's been closed for, what, over four years now. I actually went to the park a couple Fridays ago in the evening in hopes to ride it. Sad, sad story. <laughs> 6 p.m. it closes. Yeah. I, we didn't get there till 7. Sometimes they, yeah, sometimes they close before 6. Yeah, they, they, she told me it was 6 p.m., so I'm not sure if that's a static time or it's, six, it fluctuates. Six is, six is the official answer, and it did open December 23rd. Oh, okay, all right. So, yeah, and we had to, we had to do that. We had we didn't get there till 7 because, and this is another news. Let's see, is that next? Is that my next story? It isn't. <laughs> all right, I'll hold off I mean, when I tell that story. Hold off on that. I know where yeah. you're going. Yeah, yeah, okay. So <laughs> that's that. Magic Kingdom's Happily Ever After nighttime show returns April 3rd. So, you know, people are ecstatic about that. Although the current one, um, uh, Enchantment, I believe it's called, that's fine. The, the, the Magic Kingdom show, I don't know. They, they all seem, they, they kind of run together for me. I, there's, I mean, Wishes I know was a big one. 
I guess I don't watch them enough to really know the difference between them. Yeah. They, you know, they all do projections you, you and fireworks. You haven't watched them enough to become obsessed with. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Oh, I remember wishes, and I remember this, and. Yeah, no. Because we're not talking about that park yet, but I'm a closet illumination fan. I'm uh, a, I'm a stand for illuminations. I'm one of those people because uh, I saw it so many times and have so many memories attached to it. Yeah. And you've got to remember, much as as those of you who are coaster people and or more go to more regional theme parks, what Disney does well is creates this image of nostalgia. Yes. And and you just like oh I. I'm not trying to be rude here. I've talked talk with travel agents today that say that Disney has told them this is their objective, is <laughs> we want you, when you're a child, to remember this. And when you become an adult, want your children to have it. And when you become a grandchildren, you want your grandchildren to have this experience. Yes, yeah. And we want that to be something that's passed all along. And that's the cynical travel agent I talked to said, that's the Disney magic is convincing you to come back like it's your idea, not theirs. <laughs> Yeah, but in fairness, the, the joke always goes, and it's true. You, you're a Disney fan. You leave, you go home, and you watch your July Fourth fireworks in your hometown or your New Year's Eve fireworks, mm-hmm. and you're like, eh, "That's okay," but they got better fireworks at Disney World every day than that. Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, when I was eating my chicken leg and pretzel. Uh, the other night at the Magic Kingdom, we were watching it. Uh, we were watching uh, Enchantment uh, while it was going on, and I was like, "Yeah, all right." <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's lost on me. I I never was big into the fireworks. I mean, outside right. of the the events, I always do the special event fireworks, but just like nightly fireworks. If I if I catch it, I catch it. If I don't, I don't. Well, the problem is it's every night. So if I want to see it, I can see it any night. So I see it no nights. <laughs> It's very but odd. remember, you're now you're now coming at it from a local perspective. There are people who come. And that is true. No, when when I came on vacation, I would do all. I would make sure one night we did the fireworks at Magic Kingdom. Now we'd be right. in the park other nights, but one night we made sure we we stood there and watched it. Uh, yeah, as a local though, yeah, it, I could do it any night, and I end up doing it no nights because of that. Then Epcot's Harmonious final performance is April second. 2023 Epcot forever returns April 3rd and uh, people will be I mentioned pleased. being an illumination stand that I mentioned that already. I'm yeah. Sorry yeah. Clear. You so, are big. So what, what do you think forever about is a good, okay. it's a good show. Okay. Better than uh, right. harmonious. Harmonious is a really great show in two spots around the lagoon. <laughs> You've got to be able to see the yeah. display on, on the stargates. Yeah. Speaking of stargates or the barges, if you will, they are going to be removed, which I cannot believe they invested that much money only to turn around and throw them away. I thought they'd recycle them in some way. Thought process, but but the cynical part of me, with some knowledge, yeah, those were designed so that potentially, if they did not work, they could be repurposed in another way, and it wouldn't take as much of a loss. Uh, at Epcot, I have some sources that tell me they already have plans for those. Hollywood Studios in the Lagoon, that'd be a good place for them. Not Hollywood Studios, Animal that, Kingdom. I, I Animal heard, Kingdom. I heard that rumor. I also the Disney, where you know I have more connections. The Disney Springs um, area oh, okay. sounded like it was going to be used. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Because I know I'm hijacking because we have a lot of news and I want to bore your audience. But oh. 
Disney Springs at night, they have done an incredibly wonderful job in creating entertainment throughout all of Disney Springs where you can come and, yeah, you're going to spend money, but at least there's some free entertainment for you to enjoy. And they lack some technology to do certain things. Yeah, because you know what? They need more people at Disney Springs at night. (laughs) Well, that's a different discussion. (laughs) Please, please stop adding more stuff. It's it's hard enough. My Lord. Yeah. On weekends, forget about it. All right. Uh, oh, also Tron light cycle run will open April 4th, April 4th, uh, in third or big days that, that week. Now, of course my pass is blacked out that week in April 4th, uh, magic kingdom is sold out for reservation. So don't think you're getting a reservation for opening day. I uh, do not know anything about the pass holder uh, previews. I hope they announce something soon and I can get one of the uh, tickets because uh, I am stoked to be able to do that. I missed out on the Guardians of the Galaxy ones. So uh, this time around for this one, oh, I cannot wait. That will be lovely, which will probably be yeah, those March, right? Start, I don't know. I, I was going to say those should start in a couple of weeks. So whenever people listen to this podcast, those should start probably in February. The the previews are the, the availability to get a reservation or Both. boarding pass. Ah. Well, being that you have your uh, ear to the grindstone or ear to the road or oh, what? <laughs> I have my ear to the marginally sourced rumors mill, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, hit me up when you find out uh, any ins- insider information about when it might be so I can be ready to pounce on it the minute they arrive. Cause you mean be like I did about Cafe La Bamba? That is true. Is that the uh, – what was it? I don't remember. what you, It was a Mexican place? That is the new taco burrito place over at Universal Studios Florida, Cafe La Bamba, that's yes. not been open for the public for so many years. Or then they threw me off by delaying it one day, but that's a whole different discussion. Well, I was in Virginia, so I was unfortunately I know, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> unable to attend said uh, thing. But I will be there at some time. Uh, yeah, so Tron, super stoked about that. Uh, John, do you have any uh do you have any way of getting in? Any thoughts about riding Tron when it first opens, or are you just going to wait and see what happens and get on it whenever uh, whenever it comes? I'm not highly motivated for Tron. I mean, I think it's a I think wow. it's a great addition to Walt Disney. I think it's a great addition to Walt Disney World. Yes. I don't think it fits Magic Kingdom, but I think it's a great addition to Walt Disney World. It's weird that both Universal and and Walt Disney World are trying to merge into something. Universal is trying to become more family friendly and Walt Disney World is trying to add marginal theme thrill rides. <laughs> so it's like yeah. and you know Universal Universal's trying to have more practical sets and Walt Disney World's trying to have more screens. Yeah. It's just it's it's weird. They want people and to so, be confused for like people who are in the know to be yes. kind of confused like wait wait wait. <laughs> but you're kind of you're kind of glossing over the big news in my world. Oh. Of you're going to have to have lockers for Tron. You're not yeah. taking anything on this thing. Yeah. You must have a locker. This will be the first attraction at a Disney domestic park. I don't know about international. That you are required to put things in lockers just like you do at Universal. Oh, I also saw... So we know Space Mountain. They did. They implemented the no phones out. Mm-hmm. Can't record. But then I saw a story a couple of days later about um, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Am I right that they did that too on that attraction? You are right... But you are right that the information jumped the gun. Okay. There were, I, I don't know how I would have written. What they did is they went back to enforcing the rules that had always been on Big Thunder Mountain, that you can't have your, you can't hold your phone loosely and take photos. 
It needs oh. to be attached on a gimbal and attached to everything else. So you need to if you if your phone's not attached to something permanently, permanently is the wrong term. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then you can't have it out. Gotcha. So okay. For those of us who go to Universal more, it's like a Jurassic Park River Adventure. You're not supposed to have your phone out filming, but they don't really enforce that rule until they get to the drop. Yeah. And then they will stop the attraction. Yeah. Big Thunder Mountain, they can enforce that because it has it has the three yep. three brake runs, lift hills, and so they could just stop the whole ride. That's what it's built for. I heard they actually did that one because someone did put their phone away. Ah, okay. Which started this. Notice how you, my words are, I heard. Yeah. It's not, I'm telling you it happened. Yeah. Cast members were told to enforce the rules tighter at Big Thunder Mountain. Gotcha. Well, at least I can wear it, you know, my wristband, my wrist mount on my GoPro and still record. So that's cool. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Next. Oh, RIP too soon. Splash Mountain closing January 23rd, 2023. Last chance to ride 22nd, which is Sunday. Uh, in two weeks, I have a park reservation for Magic Kingdom for the 20th. That's the Friday. That's the last day I can get in. I anticipate it to be a very busy <laughs> ride that evening. I did ride it when I went a couple of nights ago. Uh, I was able to ride it with a, like a 15-minute wait because it was like 50 degrees outside, so it was very cold. So I was very happy to be able to ride it once again. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's worse for wear. I mean, there's some animatronics not working right. And yeah, it's... You can tell that <laughs> it needs some refurb, but you know, obviously they're not going to do it because it's clo- they're closing it. So, yeah, the, right. unfortunately, the last couple rides aren't going to be your best rides. I, I think that those ones are in the past. So, uh, but yeah, if you can yeah. get out there before it closes, you got uh, what two weeks. So, come on down. Uh, next, uh, okay, so this one's a good one for for resort guests. Free resort parking is back. Effective immediately. Like as soon as they announced it, said effective immediately. Resort parking, no more fees. Which honestly is a is a really good thing. And honestly, I don't I mean that's one hundred percent affecting their bottom line. That's like what, fifteen to twenty bucks per car staying at the resort? That's that's not chump chain that change. That's <laughs> I mean, made for them it well, is, it's but it's a big deal. I mean Yeah, I mean that's I mean well remember it's fifth it's it's just like at Universal, it's I mean the prices are a little bit off, but it's at Disney, it's 15 for the values, 20 for the moderate, oh, 25 yeah. for the deluxes, yeah. for the parking. Yep. And so, whereas at Universal, it's they have three levels. It's 15, 18, 22, and 28, I think. That's um, four levels. And so, but it's it's a big deal now. Yeah. Since you've mentioned it, and I have checked, and I've checked with, I've spoken with three travel agents this morning, or messaged three travel agents this morning. Hotel rates did go up slightly, by the way. Ah, nice. Well, actually, so they're going to... I'm not saying they went up the full amount of the parking, but they did go up. And then this will get into something that, you know, I've written about and other people have written about. That is this an Iger thing or was this in the plans all along? And Josh DeMauro insists this was in the plan all along. Ah, uh, yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah, he, he like he kind of took credit for it or something. <laughs> I don't know that he took credit, but he made it clear this was in the plans all along. Well, it's interesting. So uh, as far as the bottom line goes, if they charge per room a little bit more and they get rid of the parking, like I don't, I don't know what percentage of people drive to Disney. Now, obviously, once they got rid of they got rid of the uh, Magical, Express, Magical Express, 
then they charge for parking. That was a kind of a double whammy on everybody. Like, uh, not only can you not get here free, but if you do rent a car, we're going to charge you extra to do so. So that kind of stunk. But not everybody drives, even without Magical Express. You know, not right. everyone drives to Disney. So they're actually net positive. Like, they're, they're going to end up making more money if they raise the rates. Now, that's assuming they weren't going to raise the rates anyway, which they do anyway. So right. I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure. Right. This is. It's going to be in the wash. the argument over, even though I think their parking fees are high, but that has to do with Universal and Lowe's partnering together. Universal Lando does not control completely their hotels. Yeah. Is Their argument is we could charge more, but we would rather just add a parking fee. And so if that reduces the number of cars that come in yes. and use our transportation, that's better for us. Yes. And so we're, we're willing to charge less and allow the parking fee. That was the logic originally. And in fairness, when Walt Disney World instituted the parking fees, um, the prices were much lower yeah. than they are now for the hotels. Um, in some cases, when I was comparing, sorry, Walt Disney World, I'm not trying to pick on you, but the prices doubled what they were when the parking fees were instituted, or at least the price I could get. Wow. But granted, I have a few more connections yeah um not double, not almost doubled let me be fair in my yeah. case it more than doubled it almost tripled okay <laughs> but so that's something to bear in mind that however having said that if this increases during the lull time because walt disney world has done an incredible job of filling those hotels from mid-august september october november and december with this magical thing called the after hour, not after hours party, their special parties, Halloween yeah. and Christmas parties afterwards, their hotels are full. Yep. It's the summer in which their hotels are not full. Yes. And it's not on our rundown, but they have announced a new promotion where you get the food card. So it's kind of like they're, they're free dining, but uh, less, I mean, it's less restrictive. I mean, it's not as good. I would be very uncomfortable calling it their free dining. Yeah. But it it is it is a way if you're the kind of person who misses the dining plan, this will not make you feel any better. This is the same plan that they've floated it to UK audience for like the last year and a half that's been poo-pooed because it was such a poor deal compared to that. But for US audience it seems like a great deal or a decent deal. It it's okay. This comes down to whether you want to eat food or you want to pay less for your hotel. Yeah. See, the problem is yes, you, you, you have to pay rack rate, which I feel like like right. what you get like seventy five dollars per night for value. Depends and, on what or, hotel you're in. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you're if you the deals you can get discounts that's greater than that. Like I, I don't know. I, but as far yeah, as the, shameless plug, <laughs> yeah. this has been broken down on several sites that I write for. So yeah. go to Twitter, figure out where I write. This has been broken down for you. My point was originally was taking away parking for the hotels is not really costing Disney any real money. It's something they do quickly. Like the other things you're going to mention yeah. aren't costing Disney any money, but they're really excellent PR moves, which they need to do desperately. Yes, 100%. Yeah, yeah, if you're planning a summer vacation and, you know, the, I mean, obviously the travel agent will get you, will contrast, compare, and what will get you the best deal. And, you know, maybe this will be it or, compose, or opposed to a, another discount. I don't think there are any other 
There might be some there are several pass other, holder there are several other discounts DVC. out of the moment. They unleashed like a up to a 25% discount almost the same day. Uh, for whom, though? Do you have to be a Disney for, Visa holder? Uh, there's about, last time I checked, there's about 11 different hotel discounts at the moment on Walt Disney World Resort. About three or four of them are Florida residents. That's what, Yeah, that's the problem. If you're not DVC several or Florida resident, or in your pass holder. are not, and you can get a lower rate. Yeah, I mean, the ones that aren't DVC, annual pass holder, Florida resident, <laughs> I'm not sure what, what, what stands out there. I mean, Disney pass, Disney uh, visa holder. I mean, I should be able to just pop, compound all those up, right, and get uh, just a huge discount. That'd be great. They'd really, be paying I, me. I'm sure that Mr. Um, IT Help is aware of how um, maybe that's not how discounts work. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, how discounts work, you, you uh, raise the price up 25% and give a 20% discount. Yes. <laughs> to laugh all the way to the bank. Now, don't misunderstand me. <laughs> I know that I tend to skew, not tend to, I do skew towards Universal over Disney. <laughs> oh, yeah, tend to know. <laughs> Disney needed to do something PR-wise. Yep. And so that's a good one. Excellent moves. And as other things, we haven't finished all of them. But these are excellent moves that at least show that they can say the words that are their catchphrase. Because Walt Disney World has catchphrases. There's keys. There's magic. It's like... Lynn tested jokes about a wheel they spin just to determine because they use the same one over and over. Yeah. They need to be able to say, we're listening to you because they've yes. been saying that for two years and not acting like it. Well, listen, listening with a deaf ear. Make it, make it sound like we're listening. Yes. The last one. So the free parking doesn't, I mean, I don't stay on site because I'm a local and I get free, uh, I can re- park in their uh, parks for free because of my annual pass. So that one doesn't really affect me that much, but... However, so the free parking is immediate. It, it's going on now. Effective immediately, they, they announced yes. that. This one has not yet taken effect. I'm not sure when it does. I think it's upcoming weeks is what I've heard, but they, I have not heard they of They left it very, very vague. Yeah, just enough where people are going to show up. Locals are going to show up after two without a reservation, get turned away. <laughs> it's going to be a nightmare for the, uh, if, the, the toll booth If people. it happens before Tron opens, I'll be surprised. Ah, okay. Interesting. You mean the official opening of what, April? Official opening of Tron, yes. Wow, okay. They left themselves months to do this. Sorry, we haven't... Oh, yeah, we haven't even said what it was yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what it is is annual pass holders will not need a park reservation after 2 p.m. So just a couple weeks ago, I wanted to go to the Magic yep. Kingdom Friday night. There is no reservation to the Magic Kingdom Friday night. So I had to book an Animal Kingdom reservation and on our way to the magic kingdom friday night we had to stop at animal kingdom get our ticket go into the gate and then turn around and come right back out and drive to the magic kingdom which made us obviously it took us about an hour i think from uh, door to door or door to magic kingdom entrance to do it but mm-hmm. yeah it's a it's a hassle for locals to do, be able to, do, to have yep. to do that and now at 2 p.m so it's essentially this will stop reservations for me altogether my daily, I never go in before two. I mean, well, and I don't go on a weekend. On the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. The only ups, the only downside is this does not count for magic kingdom on Saturdays and Sundays. So if you're going right. to the magic kingdom uh, after 2 PM, you're going to have to uh, has, have a reservation or do the old school, have a reservation for another park, go there, then go to magic kingdom afterwards. But uh, yeah, no, that's this one for me is huge because this one directly affects me. Now, if I want to do something like I have my January 20th reservation for magic kingdom, cause I knew I wanted to go rarely 
Although it has happened probably a handful of times where I wanted to go somewhere and I couldn't go because there's no reservations left. Now that will never be the case. I, I never have to worry about that. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, big thumbs up or big hoorah for that one. I am uh, excited for that to take place. And like right, I said, I do want to, I do want to give a shout out to Alicia Stella, who's, who's a big non-proponent of the reservation system. And she said, this is really just means that the locals, they miss our money coming in to dine in the parks at night. Yep. And so they want our money because, and I can verify in my world of theme park, marginal expertise that dining in the parks and the evening is down. Yeah. So well, I think this be connected dining Maybe. in general. And I think the whole, the whole theory there was that, Hey, tickets are so much hotels are so much. You can't cut back on tickets or the hotel pro- I mean, the hotels you say off site. But the one thing you can directly affect your the amount of money you spend is where you dine. So instead of sitting yep. down at a restaurant, you know, eat counter service or eat off site. You know, you can definitely save money there, no question. So yeah, it's true. Very cynical. No wonder you like her so much. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just I'm just saying, uh, Alicia gets <laughs> lots of things right, and she's an expert in areas of theme parks that I'm not. So yes. I, I don't even pretend. All right. Well, I think that's it for the Disney stuff. Do you have anything you would like to add about Disney, John? I do want to say just to be fair. Yes. Um, and I know we're branching way out. Um, Disneyland is a part of their thousand thousand, their hundred year celebration. <laughs> wow. of Disney company has <laughs> added a whole bunch of stuff. And if you are a Marvel fan, you might want to make a trip to Disneyland Paris because they have unveiling a whole bunch of new stuff there, uh, including their new nighttime projection show and all this kind of stuff. This is always the Derek Bergen, be fair to Florida mantra of how come we don't get that stuff? <laughs> and some of that's licensing and some of that is other stuff. But yeah, the Disney company is trying to do lots of things to create a better entertainment experience. Okay. We'll hey, see if it happens. You know what? Let's uh, go into the rumor world because, you know, you, you're you're around there. So what's your feeling or your take on the rumor that Rock and Roller Coaster is going to be rethemed because no. of the uh, you no. know, Steven Tyler issue. No. No? No. So you're, you're emphatic. No. 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 It's going to stay Aerosmith. There's no credible source from Disney that has said anything to the effect. This maintenance has been scheduled for quite a long time. It is coincidental that Tyler has done this. No, no, no. I'm not talking about this maintenance because, yes, and this maintenance was out. scheduled. Yes, 100%. But there's always been rumors about them retheming that coaster. This may be an opportunity mm-hmm. for them to seriously consider it and actually do it. Not so in this want, maintenance, so but in the future. You want Disney to shut down. Okay, hold on. Let me just be realistic here for a second. Your point has valid, has some validity. Yeah. How long does it take Walt Disney World to retheme an attraction? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why it does make sense. So to, Rock and Roller Coaster is going to be down for three years? Could be. That's what it would take. Uh, three years. For this one? Okay, the yes. pre-show. I guess depending on what you retheme it to. If know. you go with all the wild rumors of Wreck-It Ralph or the people who think it'll be Marvel, which it can't be because of the contract, what was the other wild rumor? Um, oh. There was some Cars idea because they were going to do mm. some other stuff. No extreme for cars. Anything you do, it's going to take Disney three years. Oh, there's no question it's going to take forever. What's next on the what for that park? What's next on the rumor mill for uh, attraction? I keep hearing, and please say 
this is less than a rumor. Okay? <laughs> How? This isn't even a rumor level. You're making this up as we speak. <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> the lovely Indiana Jones area. Oh, Jones no. Show, yeah. There is lots of stuff over there and lots of area over there. Yeah. The less than a rumor is to cut and paste something they have in another park and plop it into that land. The Indiana Jones that's really, dark ride. That's, that's, that's hmm. the most credible thing I've heard. But uh, now we're, now we're just going down the rumor mill and, and I need to message Alicia on this one because it's even, it's not even to the level that she would mention it. Okay. So, <laughs> um, there's, there's just hardly anything to these at all. The problem is now we're going to get deep into the weeds here. The Disney company is losing money, losing real money. I mean, they can handle it. They have yeah. investors and savings and all this. And they invested way too much money to buy Fox. They invested way too much money in other stuff. And they haven't gotten their money back yet. Yep. The pandemic hit at a really bad time, and they don't have extra money. Comcast sees this, NBC Universal, sees this as, as you know, let's attack Big Brother. Yeah, we will see. Now we're really getting into the rumors. Wrestling fans know that WWE is for sale. I saw that. We know that Disney has talked to WWE about purchasing it. We know for a fact that NBC, Comcast, Universal—I just got all the names wrong—but you know what I'm talking about—has yeah. talked to them about buying it. It's going to be another bidding war where it looks like, in retrospect, Comcast forced Disney to pay ten million dollars more than they needed to. For what? That's what happened for in the Fox deal. I don't think oh, I have the right number. Oh, that okay. bid, that, that, I mean, there were billions spent I, on that deal that didn't need to be is, spent. Uh, WWE, really? Uh, I don't know. If you believe the rumors, a large Saudi Arabian company is going to buy WWE. I did hear so that. Yes. They think that they think they can make a lot of money off of it. Yeah, I mean, Disney and WWE don't fit. In the least. I can't well, imagine. That's a, diff- that's a whole different discussion. Yeah, I, I wouldn't imagine my them even is, bidding on that. Now, Universal, yes. But WWE. My, my point uh, is, this this is another business. opportunity where NBC Universal can swoop in and take advantage of the cash-strapped Disney. Mm. Well, I mean, they're not strapped too much. They just bought a, what, a half a billion dollar ship? I mean, <laughs> they got enough money to start buying stuff. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, but they bought it for pennies on the dollar. That was a still, excellent move I mean, by the Chick-fil-A administration. True, but if you were really strapped, pennies on dollar or not, you just don't have the money. Yeah, I mean, but you're, you're Disney. You can go to any bank and take, and take out a loan. Nah, true. Yeah, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> They're not me. <laughs> that is true. All right, well, that is the end of the Disney stuff. Now let's talk about Universal because they have their own stuff. And we'll talk about California first. What do you say? So Universal Studios Hollywood, Toothsome Chocolate Emporium and Savory Feast Kitchen opening January 27th. I know you're going to be on a plane. You're going out there. You're going to spend the first three weeks out there eating everything they have. Is that right? Okay. Just to clarify, two things. Yes. One, you open with Toothsome. Even I am shocked that you open with Toothsome about the Hollywood news. Two, you know that I'm not because that's the same weekend as Rock the Universe. Ah, dang it. Not that I know. Yeah. <laughs> and not that I didn't already have something set up in California. Oh, man. And that... not that I don't have someone already there oh. trying out the new food today. Oh, oh, so they have like a soft opening today? Yep. 
Nice. Well, I wouldn't call it a soft dump. It's a media invite. Oh, media. Okay. Wow. Well, there you go. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have no reason to go to that one. We have one here in Orlando. I mean, I'm sure it's exactly the right. same. I mean, they might have a they may have a milkshake specific to California, but uh, other than that, yeah. All right. So yeah. So that's opening up. Do you know if the facade is going to be as um, uh, I don't know, captivating, captivating or, or nice as the one in Orlando? It looks, it looks very. It looks very similar. Okay. It's just they don't have as much space. Standard speech about Hollywood versus Orlando. Yeah. They don't have as much space. Gotcha. All right. Cool. Yeah. That will be exciting uh, if you go out there. Now, you might be going out there for another reason, and that reason would be Super Nintendo World. Now, I was kind of shocked because I know the media um, stuff was happening. Like, people went out and actually experienced it. But the opening date is until February 17th. So, you know, you've still got a whole month uh, before this thing opens. Now, there are AP previews, January 29th through the 31st, February 3rd through the 4th, and... February 8th to the 11th. So if you AP holder, you can go get a reservation and uh, check it out. Uh, that too will be very, very exciting. Uh, you know, I I have no plans of going out to California, but if I were going to go out to California, if I can get a cheap flight, that would, I'd definitely hit that. Even though Universal Hollywood is not one of my favorite parks, that would be worth going to. <laughs> but you don't like, you don't like escalators? <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's not much there for well, me. Well, this this is another example of the difference, and I don't think one's right and one's wrong, of between Universal and Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World tells you something's going to open, or they, and then maybe it opens on time and maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Universal's like, yeah, we're going to open. Oh, poof! Magically, the doors are open. Um, you know, because because yesterday, from the time we're recording, we're recording on a. Well, I don't even know what today is. The 13th. Friday. The thir- oh, um, it's Friday the 13th. Yeah. Oh, That's man. why I was surprised we're not doing a spooky thing. Um, <sighs> they, um, they did technical rehearsals. They're in technical rehearsal right now. Anybody can walk in right now. Really? Yeah, but they can shut it down at any moment. Universal is famous for this shut it down at any moment thing. Oh, my. Like, for instance, our friend The Revenge of the Mummy at Universal Studios Florida. Yes. Which is which has been open since September. As of yesterday, I've not checked today. As of yesterday, still has their technical rehearsal sign up. Really? They're not open yet. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So they have every. So now, granted, there's a very limited amount of number of people who can go in, and they open and close it on a regular basis. And yes, media is getting to go in to do things that other people couldn't get to see. But there are people in there. I don't know today, yesterday, who are not media. Wow. They were just in the right place at the right time. That's awesome. That is incredible. And that's what Universal that's what Universal does. Universal does the, let's pick a date to open we know for sure we can accomplish. Yeah. And then we'll just open whenever it's convenient. We have enough staff. And if we don't have enough staff, we we'll, won't open. It's like, hey, we're not open yet. Yep. Yeah. We can do whatever we want. It's a, it's a whole different approach. And I'm not sure. Sh- I'm more annoyed as a now that I'm marginally a part of theme park media. I'm more annoyed by the Universal's method because I'm like, hold it, hold it. I dedicated a day to come over here and you're not open. <laughs> you no. Know? Yeah. So, but that's a whole that's a big problem. So. Wow. But yes, yeah, so far initial reviews are of the. Oh, I'm gonna get it wrong because it's a different name than it is at Japan. Bowser's Challenge, Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge. 
are it's an excellent version of that attraction. If you're looking for a, th a thrill ride, a thrill ride, don't go on it. If you're looking to relive being a child and sitting there and playing playing on your Nintendo 64 and actually living it out on the Mario Kart, it's a great attraction from what I've been told. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, and the f food in Toadstool Cafe, um, my food blogger friends that I trust said that it was really, really good. Hmm. Um, and so I, I am interested to see. They didn't bring as much of the stuff from Japan as I thought they would. So uh, what about the upcharge thing? You can buy the bracelet or whatever. And you power can, up band? Yeah, the power up. What's the reviews on that? Is it just another one or uh, is it actually better? Oh, no, this power up band, if you're going to be, you're going to be committed to the Super Nintendo world. This is Universal has, they got you. Um, <laughs> if you want to keep score, you want to interact, you want to do all these things, you need the power up band. Now, in fairness, let me be the Universal Homer for a second. This is not a lightsaber. Yeah. This is not buying a droid. Yes. Um, I'm not looking at the prices right now, but I believe the power up band is $35. I mean, oh, you, perfect. Can you, can you buy a Magic Band Plus for that? <laughs> um, now, granted, this doesn't serve any purpose outside of Super Nintendo World, even though I have been told that it is compatible with the latest Nintendo game, and you can keep track of your score on your game at home <laughs> and do some other stuff. Um, but it allows you to do all kinds of things that you can interact and power up and achieve and, def and do boss battles and all these kind of things. And you can be Mario and Luigi and punch the the question question mark boxes and hear the sound and keep track of it. And so when you say keep track of it, is this through an app on your phone? Uh, yes, uh, okay. I believe it's. I'm saying this having not looked at it, and I'm not in that world in my brain right now. But I believe it it is compatible with the Universal Studios Hollywood app, which is just as bad as the Universal Orlando app. <laughs> but but it, it will keep track of these things, and then, you know, it's, it's an excellent marketing move by Universal and Nintendo. Oh, it's the yeah. same thing they have in Japan. But you have to, I mean, if you're going to have the Mario, uh, you know, the question mark boxes, you have to have some way mm -hmm. to interact with those. I'm sorry, you have to. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a complete loss if they were just static and they didn't do anything. I mean, right. it'd be a waste. Yeah, there is nothing, there is nothing static at this, this place. I'm kind of... It is built on the idea of kinetic energy. Everything is moving. I'm kind of surprised they don't have some type of, like, it wouldn't be for little kids, but some type of, like, soft ground play area where they have, we can jump on a cloud, and you know, then you jump over to a block, and, you know, you go up and you swing down, you, you slide down a, a flagpole. You know, something for maybe tweens that can, you know, make a little bit of, I don't know. It seems like that's, that's an easy I mean, of course, you know, I don't know. if everything's soft I do soft like around, that idea, and to help you segue to the next thing, I do like that idea, but yeah. I don't know if you're aware of this. Universal parks are not historically really good with small children. <laughs> well, again, but this wouldn't be for small children, but like you said, with a segue, yes, let's talk about, well, we'll skip over the sun rail, I guess, and go right into the new Texas park, 97 acres in Frisco, Texas. Now, I did not Google where Just Frisco the new proposed Texas park. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It's got, it's got a little jump through a couple of hoops. But I think if they announced it, they, I think it's pretty safe to say, unless something weird happens, some type of approval doesn't get approved. But it's going to be a, a more family-friendly and uh, and have more um, 
family-friendly attractions and experiences. If you look at the map, mm-hmm. uh, and I did watch Alicia's video that broke it down a little bit, and uh, yeah, it looks like it's very, very kitty. Like it's. You know, gonna... I have not watched her video, so we'll see if she agrees with the assessment because I was given the assignment. I was given huge hints, okay, but I was given the assignment of. Hey, can you scribble out what you think these sections are going to be? And I was oh, like, she didn't go into the specifics that like that. Yeah. I, I'm, I, that's not what food bloggers do, but <laughs> I come up with. well, there was a trolls so, and, uh, trolls is pretty obvious. Yeah. And, um, um Shrek, Shrek seems kind of obvious. Yeah. Shrek was over there. What else did they say? I would tend to think that a camp crustaceous is pretty obvious. That's the yes, this Jurassic version. Jurassic Park. Jurassic yep. Park. Yeah, there's two TV things, and the other one I didn't know what it was. Yeah, I kind of argued for How to Train a Dragon, but I don't think it's there. No. There's several things, but and this is where I would defer to you, Tom, because this is going to be possibly an area you know more. It looks like if I'm reading the tea leaves and I'm listening to all the things I've been hearing. It looks like Universal is partner with. Um, I'm going to get the wrong company. The Zamperla company uh, coasters so and their family attractions. It looks like they have be... created an entire park for yeah. Universal. They do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All their attractions will be. Yeah. During IAPA, they kept talking about they had a huge announcement, but they couldn't make it. Uh, yeah. I mean, they have a lot and, of flats that you can throw in there. Um, right. And. I know um, Matt, the owner at Attractions, and I know Theron did a video for Attractions, and they were breaking it down, and they were like, here's the, here's their version of this ride, Spinner Ride, and here's their version of yeah. this, and you can see it in that thing. Yep. Kung Fu Panda, I think, was one of them. Kung Fu Panda is a good option. I We need to remember that this park, back to our regional park discussion, this is... They do not intend this to be a, a attraction that people come from out the world for. No. But they do expect this to be, if you live in the Midwest, or you live in Texas, or you live anywhere that's not basically the West Coast or the East Coast in the U.S., that this is an opportunity for you to come. And I know I wrote an article the other day about Legoland opening their new Pirates River Adventure, and I wanted to make the comparison that this is Universal's version of Legoland. They are opening a 300-room hotel. Uh, along with the resort, so I mean Which they are expecting something. Which is why I wanted to people. make the Legoland comparison. Oh, Legoland does so, have a hotel. Well, but yeah, Legoland. So, I don't. Is Legoland? They, they they are attracting, you know, other. I mean, they're not only attracting locals. They're attracting like uh, tourists. Legoland is on the border, but there's a reason there's Legoland New York and there's Legoland in California and there's. True. They don't they don't fit my categories that I had to create this week. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so 97 acres. So I, that includes the resort hotel. So this is going to be a very small park. So just to get an estimate uh, or to try to figure out what that actually means as far as what we can expect in a park, I got some random parks uh, that we can look at and uh, see what it is. So King's Dominion, which is not a big park, is 400 acres. So it's four times the size of this plot of land. That alone should tell you, wow, this is going to be a pretty small park. Um, let's see. Cedar Point is 365 acres, which is amazing that it's kind of slightly smaller than King's Dominion, but that's a, that's weird. Epcot is 300 acres. That includes the lake, right? I don't know. The, usually when I look at these things, they, they calculate these things so differently, I'm not sure. But I think it shows the point that... This is small. 
I don't know how to say this without it coming off as condescending like a gray-haired old man. Um, if you're designing a theme park for people who are six years old, the rides aren't as big and don't take up as much space. I know I saw, I think I saw, how many Alicia Stella references going to make in one podcast? I saw a Twitter <laughs> feed between Arthur Levine and Alicia, and there was a comment about something that looked like a boat ride. And I think Arthur said something to the effect in Twitter of, looks like a really long boat ride for this. And then Alicia, in typical fashion, said, or maybe it's just a really small park and the boat ride looks really big. <laughs> so, yeah, those kind of things. Yes. Yeah. Is, yeah um, we got to remember scaled down. Um, you know, I remember taking taking my son to, to SeaWorld Orlando and, and this little kid Shamu Express coaster. Uh, and it took up almost no space at all, but it yep. was designed for kids that were very young. Yeah. So we have to remember, if you were to, in my world, if you were going to design Haunted Mansion for seven-year-olds, yeah. or you were going to design Hagrid's Magical Creature Motorbike Adventure TM for eight-year-olds, how much space would it take up? It wouldn't take up as much. Another interesting thing to consider is that, okay, so they purchased 97 acres. I'm assuming, and we could, I could be wrong, but they're going to use it all. So there's no room for expansion. Not that you would necessarily expand a kiddie park, because what's your upside there? To spend a bunch of money, you're not getting more kids in the park, right? And I, I don't know. I did, well, I'll, maybe you should discuss that with Legoland and Peppa Pig Park. Well, that is true. I mean, they could buy a separate parcel, I guess, and make a second kid park. It's I, my understanding, and please, this is where the language gets lost. Yeah. Notice I'm not telling you I have this official. I'm not telling you this happened, but it's my understanding from other news sources that I suspect we're going to announce this big business deal and Universal they found Universal moved up their announcement date. Because when we get to the next thing, yeah. um, I know that wasn't supposed to be announced till this summer. Oh, interesting. So at least that was the original plan. I mean, I have direct conversations that I know it was always supposed to happen till then is there is room for expansion where they are. Oh, okay. Interesting. They're not even, they're not even going to use all 97 acres. It's my understanding. Uh, okay. So they could expand. Uh, they probably end up expanding with uh, another hotel or, Oh, maybe a little baby, uh, you know, universal city walk, you know, have well, <laughs> Crayola. I was going to use the illustration of Legoland adding Peppa Pig Park. Oh, adding a separate basically created a gate. park for an even smaller group. Yeah, for smaller kids. Right. Yeah, well, that could be. We shall see. But before we get to that other big announcement, let's backtrack one, uh, one uh, point and talk about the SunRail expansion that's going to the Convention Center station that's near Universal's Which epic. I've written a lot about Universe. And Universal's taking well, uh, taking on. ownership. Let's back up some facts on this SunRail thing. All right, talk to me. One, it is awesome, and it shows once again that Comcast is swooping in and doing something that Disney doesn't have the money or the clout to do at the moment. They're setting yeah. up a local rail from the airport to near Epic Universe. Not at Epic Universe, but near Epic Universe. Under the guise of... Well, we'll help you pay for your train to go to the convention center. Yep. And oh, by the way, if you'll set up some special roadways for us and special tax exemptions for us, 
we'll set up bus travel from the convention center to our new theme park that's going to employ so many of your local citizens. Yep. Universal Orlando has played this perfectly. Here's the only problem. For those of you unaware, Orlando does have local rail, but I would call it below even what Orlando needs. <laughs> um, it already exists. They're connecting this. They're connecting from the airport to kind of to that rail system. But here's the problem: Orlando has always been using some old track for their SunRail system. These are going to have to be new track. Yeah. That's going to take a lot of time to put down new track. So this isn't something that's going to happen. If you're planning your family vacation the next three years, <laughs> don't even consider this as an option. I think it's excellent that Universal has swooped in and been proactive. It's like they did with the Brightline station. They swooped in and said, if you'll cut us this tax break, which will help us more in the long run, we have money now, which we'll give you to help support this as long as you guarantee us the tax thing in the long run, which we can absorb, which which Big Brother can't. They've set up an excellent plan. Yeah, I think Disney's really dropping the ball with this whole SunRail thing. Just saying, yeah, no, nah, that's cool. I don't know. Yeah. Very short-sighted. Well, I, I really, I'm not... I am way out of my area of expertise. The food blogger talking about business in the theme park world is what, however, I can tell you, Comcast did really well during the pandemic. And, the, and Universal Park is doing fabulous financially. The Disney company is not doing well. Disney Plus, we all know this. The streaming yeah. services are just hemorrhaging money. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting times to be in. That's for sure. So, yeah, the SunRail, uh, like you said, don't expect anytime soon. But I, as a local, am super stoked that I could possibly, you know, drive up to the convention center area, uh -huh. park my car, and take the SunRail down to Miami for a day and come back. That would be phenomenal. Or even over... Hold on, hold on. Now we're mixing things. This is where it gets confusing, so I'm not blaming you because I got confused and had to write it out five times. Okay, you're telling me I can't the get sun there? Rail, the SunRail is your local rail you currently have. You're still waiting on Brightline to fully connect. Oh, Brightline. You could, you could go from SunRail to connect to Brightline to then go to those places. Okay. And that would be at the airport? Bright, is that where Bright, the two would Brightline merge? Brightline is separate. So the Brightline rail, hold on just to back up for the audience. The Brightline rail that we're discussing is coming from the high-speed train that currently yes. exists. Miami up. From somewhere. Miami. It's going to extend up to the airport, airport. sort of. Yep. And then it will eventually round its way around to the convention center, sort of. And then it'll go to Tampa. Oh, yes. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay. The Sun Rail is a local rail that already exists. And I don't have my charts and shameless plug. I don't know who I wrote this for. I think Pirates and Princesses. <laughs> I apologize, everybody, where I broke this down and took the, the graphics that the city gave. And it shows where the rail goes and how it will go and all the things it'll do. And it's they're just... Tacking onto a system that's currently used that hmm. All right. really needs work, and they're adding to that. But it's it's a local rail. So if you live in a if you live in say Boston or Chicago, imagine this as your T or your CTA or something like mm -hmm. that. If you live in most places that don't have a large commuter rail system, this could be a good option, but it's going to take Orlando some time. But I want to give, not that they care what I say. 
the government of Orlando credit because for once the government agency is being proactive and trying to do something in the future rather than reacting too late. So yeah. they're trying to solve a problem they see of we want more business at the convention center. We need to get people there and we need to make it more appealing. If we offered them a rail system and a bright line system that could take them to Miami or take them to Tampa or take them where, then we make Orlando look even more appealing. Yeah. And I don't know if you've been to Orlando International Airport lately and tried to pick somebody up. Just or the other day. Car. <laughs> if if I said if I said to Tom, hey Tom, you want to park your car at a a low paid parking place near the convention center near Epic Universe and take the train in, which would be a pain, but take the train in and then take the train back to leave work. You would sign up for that immediately. You would sign up for a <laughs> lifetime deal for that immediately yeah. because it's such a pain to get in and out of Orlando International. Yes. Okay. And let me just say, it's, uh, not, Logan, it's, not, it's not Logan Airport for those of you flying out of Boston, but it's bad. And I, uh, when I flew, so this past week I flew up for work. I flew up to Richmond, um, MCO to Richmond and back. I flew up Tuesday morning, flew back Wednesday evening. I uh, rented a car and I got to RIC. Land at the airport, had to wait over an hour to get my rental car from budget because they had zero inventory. I literally had to stand there and wait for someone to return a car for me to get a car. <laughs> the whole Seinfeld, you know how to take the reservation, but you don't know how to hold the reservation. 100% true in my case. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I had to wait over an hour uh, just standing there at the airport waiting for them to call my name because a vehicle came in. So uh, to be able to get to the airport without having to drive and worry about that type of stuff or back or, you know, wherever, that would be fantastic. And, of course, Wednesday night on the way back home, you know, the what FAA shut down everything yep. in the morning. That did affect me. I think I was delayed for over an hour. Um, I have actual breaking news. Well, it's not big news, but it might be significant news for some of your audience. Oh. Breaking news as we're reporting this podcast. And I will just read. I'll just read from the press release. Here we go. Um, Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World is reevaluating the original concept of the Play Pavilion at Epcot. Um, we expect something to be shared about what's going to happen to the Play Pavilion at Epcot in the upcoming weeks. What's the Play Pavilion? That was that whole area they were trying to create in the center where you could interact and gamings and all these things, trying to create some old school thing that they abandoned that plan. The reason you don't know about it is because it got overlooked because people just thought they forgot about it. So the news in that release is they're still trying to do something with Play Pavilion. For the land formerly known as Future World, that's what I call the neighborhoods now. Those couple areas that you haven't seen that have been behind walls, yeah, okay. apparently they still have a plan. Is that where the piggy break adventure and stuff was? The fire? That's where all those... Oh, I so, I'm so bad at... at placement because of all the different walls but yeah. i think you're correct yeah that's cool but i just like if that. your your listeners that have heard about there's going to be the play pavilion and the d23 expo they kept talking about the play pavilion this was not the last one the one before that apparently they haven't forgotten about it. okay yeah back to universal and sunrail and brightline sorry yeah no no uh, it's all good yeah so yeah i'm i'm all about taking uh, transportation to and from an airport and not have to worry about uh, all that so i as am, someone who yeah. leaves Someone who leaves his house where I live takes the t tries to take takes a local bus to the Amtrak station to take the Amtrak to Chicago to fly when I come to Orlando. Yeah, I get it. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, and I guess I'll go to the last news story. New year around Universal Haunt, Haunted Attraction coming to Las Vegas. The area, expansion to the Area 15 area. Well, that's redundant. The Area 15 expansion. Uh, if you go to the YouTube channel. I, I, feel, your, I feel your pain on that. <laughs> Because that was hard to write, <laughs> and I kept I kept wanting to type the words Area 51 because of uh, Vegas. Yes, 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 that's true. Yeah, uh, if you go to my YouTube channel and you check out the Omega Mart at Area 15, you will see a little bit of Area 15. I was there a couple years ago. Fantastic! That area is wonderful. So, John, a year-round haunt, and they're going to have icons from HHN at this haunt. Whoa, 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 hold, 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 yeah, the, the article I read said it as if it was fact, so I, I don't know. Yeah, and the image shows well, Jack, so I, I assume the two right. combined. Oh, don't yeah. misunderstand me. I got we all got the same image. Yep. And we all got the this we all got the same two images about um, Area 15. Yeah. That's why you see all of our blogs have the same images. <laughs> yep. I totally get why you think that. It starts the rumor of, hey, that kind of looks like Jack the Clown meets Stranger Things and all these kind of things that are going on. The point is, and they were very clear in the in the official press release, not the one that Bloomberg. I got it first from Bloomberg because they announced it before everyone else. Universal was very clear that this will be a rotating attraction. Yep. It will not be set nor it will not be happening, and it will not be set on certain things. It'll be more of an experience rather than an HHN type maze. Yes. Or sorry, sorry. Now I'm doing it. You can't call them mazes anymore. They're houses. Yes. <laughs> and there'll be a so bar. I apologize, everyone. And what else? There's gonna be a bar. Is there a restaurant? I think there's a restaurant, right? A themed restaurant and a bar. This is me remembering what I typed, quoting, editing the press release. There's definitely a there bar. There was gonna be daytime. There was gonna be daytime experiences. So there was some kind of horror aspect during the day. Okay. But there'll be themed there'll be themed bars and restaurants during the day or dining. Now, I'm not saying restaurants, dining. Dining, okay. And then they would then the press release very specifically says something to the effect of and then they'll be converted to haunted bars in the evening with a more full experience at night. Oh that sounds glorious. So I I think it's an excellent addition to Area fifteen. I think it's uh, I know that they're they think it's a great addition. At this point, we should mention there's Area 15 Orlando. You know, will this That's will yep. Universal throw in something rotating there also? Mm. Yeah, yeah. That, I guess that's a possibility. That'd be weird. Right. Yeah, but yeah. We, everything is on the table. I mean, we are discussing Universal Orlando, and I'm not trying to be offensive to people with young families. Universal Orlando is building a kitty park in Texas. Yeah. Who would who had that who had that on their bingo card? I don't think anybody <laughs> had that on their bingo card. Um, the Las Vegas Sin City, HHN Sin City, Sin City Horror, whatever of those rumored names I've been hearing for quite a while. Yeah. Not surprised. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be cool. I will certainly once once that opens, 
I will definitely take a trip out there to check that out because I will and enjoy. I'm not it. looking at the I'm not looking at the map that I cheated off the other day whenever I was typing, but Area 15 is really not that far from the main strip tourist area. Yeah, um, you have so, to you have to Uber or something. You can't walk from the strip. Yeah, I mean it's. But well, I mean, you could distance far. distance wise, you could as the crow flies, you could yes. easily get there. However, the roads to get you there, you have to, you have to kind of loop right. around. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, I remember the days, I remember <laughs> the days of playing tournaments at the Tropicana. I remember how hard it is to get around in Las Vegas. But yes. my point is I wouldn't define this as off the strip. It's, uh, it's close enough. You, It's definitely, like I said, if you had a jetpack, it would definitely not be off the strip. <laughs> You certainly wouldn't want to walk it during the summer <laughs> in Vegas. No, that's that's another conversation for another day. But yes, I agree. Well, actually, I don't know. Could I? Could you walk across? I'm trying to think. What's between the Strip and Area 15? I can't remember what was in the way. Like, if you could walk off road, like not take a roadway, it wouldn't be that bad. But I don't know if you can do that. I don't remember exactly. And just to be clear. The the Vacationers podcast and any guests that are on the podcast do not endorse walking in areas that are forbidden to walk into because <laughs> we would rather you not be Adam the Wood. Okay. <laughs> yes. And in Vegas, well, you know, you might find Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> you know. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, we should also mention that both the park and the year-round haunt neither gave um, opening dates or any timelines. So you know, it's just in a, a general announcement and. We're going to have to wait and see when more announcements are made. Uh, I suspect neither would open prior to Epic Universe. W- is that a, a safe assumption, would you say? W- over, under, which one opens first? John, what would you say? Epic Universe, of right? the two new announced Universal things? Uh, well, I mean, all three. Let's say all three combined. Epic Universe is going to uh, open, right? Open. Vegas, Vegas? Open first. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Okay. All right. So that's 2020. That's just, when's, when's Epic scheduled? Epic is 2025, right? Early or late? Now we're getting into now we're getting into Universal opening terms, but the official date is summer 2025. Okay, summer 2025. And it's 2023. No, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. That that Area 15 will certainly that that'll open up because that's what 100 square 100,000 square feet. They can yeah they can build that up, and that's that's Universal, so they can right. get stuff done. <laughs> All right, so that yeah. will certainly open up first, but Epic Universal will certainly be second, right? Over the Texas Park? Um, I can't imagine. I can't imagine the Frisco Kitty Park opening before Epic. Yeah, it's just there's there's too much to be done. They still have to get permits. Even probably, though and... the the rumor, the well sourced rumor is the contract says they have to have something open in four years. Okay. And 25 is two years, so or yeah. So yeah, right. very good. All right. Well, that's the Universal news. Do you have anything to add about the Universal news? I don't think so. I mean, that's I I didn't. I mean. Obviously, I had clues about the Vegas thing, but yep. I didn't see it coming anytime soon. Yeah. I had no clue whatsoever about the Frisco, Texas thing. That completely caught me off guard. Okay, let's let me ask I'm you. Literally, I'm literally riding the local bus here, coming from the grocery store, <laughs> and it hits my feed, and all the different places I'm working with are like, "What about this? What about this?" I'm like. I'm on the bus right now. I'm not going to be home for a little while. I just got, I just got to the grocery. I've just got yeah. down at the grocery store. Um, no, didn't see that coming at all. So of all the announcements we went over today, what, what, what are you most hyped about? Like what's the most, the one that you're like, Oh yeah. That got you excited the most to write about, or even just think about toothsome. 
<laughs> to more to more think about would be would ironically be the Frisco, Texas um, kids thing because I know basically where that's located, having gone to seminary in Fort Worth. And it would just be interesting to see what Universal does with a kids-centric park because they, in their worldwide tourist attractions, they have struggled to really create solid little kid attractions. They have incredible playgrounds. I mean, some of the best playgrounds on the planet exist at Universal Parks. And at the end of the day, right. a kid will be just as happy in a playground as right. opposed to a park that gets to pay $100. Like but a free when, playground? But yeah. when you're creating Secret Life of Pets and you have to be a certain height, yep. I think Secret Life of Pets has to be a certain height. That may be wrong. I apologize on that one. You're creating attractions in Seuss Landing in which you have to be a certain height. There, there's an issue here. I know it has to do with manufacturers and who Universal partners with as opposed to Disney partners with. I understand that it's not all Universal's fault. But they have struggled with this. But if the rumors are true, your new partner, at least for this venture, can handle it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah, that one, <laughs> when that opens, I don't think I'll be in any rush to get out there, but uh, but definitely the Halloween one. Oh, that one sounds glorious. All right. Well, we're at about 90 minutes, so we should probably put a fork in this episode Give anything in closing. So go ahead, check out Pastor John Self on Twitter, Attractions Magazine he's currently writing for. Anyone else you want to uh, plug at the moment? Don't don't forget about Pirates and Princesses. Pirates and Princesses. You're coming down soon. You're going to do a bunch of stuff, so I'm excited to see all your writings that you'll be doing. That will be glorious. But I guess until the next episode, I'd like to thank my panel for joining me. And until we stream again... Stay tuned. There's a lot more content coming on the YouTube channel and the podcast in 2023. And keep making memories. As always, eat like you mean it. Thanks for listening to the Vacationeers Theme Parks and More podcast. The show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Please subscribe and give us a review if you like the show. Visit our website at www.vacationeerspodcast.com. For additional content, subscribe on YouTube and Twitter at Vacationeers Podcast. Please like our Facebook page, Vacationeers Theme Parks and More Podcast. Send questions, comments, or if you'd like to be on a future episode to discuss planning or reviewing of a vacation, please email the show at vacationerspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a Vacationeers Theme Parks and More production. For Vacationeers Theme Parks and More, I'm someone who knows Neil Patrick Harris. Peace out, suckers.